Welcome to the Life Exchange Podcast, where we give you practical solutions for self, community, and culture. Disappointments are hard pills to swallow, and unfortunately, we all face them in life. Since they are inevitable, the question becomes, what are we going to do with our disappointments? In today's episode, we'll talk through why this topic is important, how to recognize disappointments when they happen, and how to process through them for peace and growth. I encourage you to reach out to us on Facebook or Instagram. We would love to hear from you. We hope you are encouraged and strengthened as we share. Let's get into it. Hi, I'm Melody Hilton. And I'm Joel Hilton. And I'm Katie Stansfield. And today's topic, we are talking about navigating disappointment. And this topic can maybe seem like, oh, we're going into heavy stuff. (laughs) But um, one thing I would want to say off the bat is that learning how to navigate disappointment and how to handle disappointment is such a powerful tool um, because we do all experience disappointment. But when we have the tools in place to really... um, work through and confront disappointments when they do inevitably happen, it becomes such um, a strength for us in building resiliency and building um, the fortitude to be able to handle these things when they do come. And so um, let's not go into this thinking it's going to be a downer, but (laughs) um, let's talk through uh, disappointments, what they look like. Um, They are common to every man uh, and how we can really work through them to overcoming. So let's get into this. Well, we really all have vision, goals, dreams for what we can do and the relationships we can have. But the fact is we don't live in a picture-perfect world and we are not perfect and people are not perfect. And then we're dealing with the enemy on top of that. (laughs) And so in the midst of our dreaming, in the midst of our pursuing our goals, there are missed appointments, there Mm -hmm. are obstacles, and that can be discouraging and that can be disappointing. And it really can can affect our soul if we are not prepared for it. Yeah. Yeah. I know one of the things that I've learned over the years is to hold things more loosely. Mm. And I think in my younger years, everything had to fit into this box of what I thought it should be. And and I think that's a, a sign of youth, a sign of yeah. fervor and passion, especially when you're passionate, you think it has to go exactly how you think it should go in the way that you should go or the way it should go. Uh, but I've learned, and maybe with my, my age, um, <laughs> <laughs> I've just learned to hold things more loosely because a lot of the things that can bring disappointment are things that we have no control over. Yeah. And so I think I've just learned that. And so the more that I can hold things more loosely has helped so much, but also trying to find those things in my life that I can totally count on. And for me, it's what what God has spoken. Mm -hmm. Those are the things that uh, have a surety. Yeah. Uh, Things relying on someone else, even if they're a trusted person, still has a chance mm-hmm. of not coming through. Now there's not a chance w- when God says something, it says right. that it does not return to him void. When God speaks something, it doesn't return to him void. So um, as a believer, I think we should hold on to things that are eternal and mm-hmm. lasting and the things that that change, that are subject to... Um, I can't think of the word, but subject to (laughs) life in general. Yeah. 
we need to hold them more loosely mm-hmm. and not get so bent out of shape about it when those things happen. Know, know what is temporal, know what is eternal. I, I think that's something that I've learned. Through my life experience, I've seen that facing some disappointments, I learned on the other side of it that God's plan was better than my plan. And I was disappointed in my plan, but when he started showing me his plan, I go, okay, this is much, much better. <laughs> yeah. And uh, But I felt the disappointment at first because it wasn't going like I thought. And I really like what you said, Joel, because really we're leaning upon absolute truth, not our subjective reality. And, and that's really powerful when we recognize we only know in part We only dream in part. We only can dream and have vision and purpose based upon our view of life, our experience of life, and what we see, but not always based upon His clear, perfect uh, plan for our life. And disappointment is going to come when you place your hope in things that are are temporal and that are uh, Mm ever-changing. And I think on things that are very self-serving, because mm-hmm. even as you were talking, I thought, what a sign of maturity, um, both spiritually and naturally, thinking of, you know, when it when an infant is an infant, uh, mm-hmm. they want their needs met immediately, and you're going to meet them. And then, you know, they get to be a toddler, and now they have wants and desires that when they are not immediately fulfilled, they throw a fit, right? They have... They have they just lose it. And then the older you get, you kind of learn, okay, what is and is not acceptable in the world, um, and then how to process through those things. When we don't learn how to process through those disappointments, then um, it is shaping our worldview. We begin to do things um, to meet our own needs because we're being disappointed. And so we're going to do whatever it takes to get what we want. Um, But the more we learn that uh, we are going to be taken care of, the more we learn trust, the more we learn that our way is not the only way, you know, as we begin to develop these things as we grow. And some of us, to be honest, some people are not served a hand to where this is that this can be done naturally. If you were brought up in an environment where your needs were not met and you did have to fight and do things even physically to protect yourself, um, then then you are building a skill set out of necessity. Um, but when we have the opportunity um, to begin to trust that we're going to be okay, that there are people in our corner, that God is for us, that he's always working things for our good. We begin to develop that sense of maturity, which may not have happened for you naturally or easily, but it is something. I don't think that's ever um, irreparable. We can always learn these skills. We can always practice them. We can always um, grow in maturity in this area to where we're able to process through these disappointments and give them over to the Lord. That's just a big process of maturity. So what you're saying is when we face a disappointment, we can stop uh, and say, either I'm going to be frustrated, angry, irritated, or... uh, throw the fits in a sense like I did as a child, or I can use this as an opportunity to grow, to trust God more, to build resiliency, to build spiritual strength, emotional Mm -hmm. strength. Uh, And so really everything we face in life, we are faced with opportunities. Uh, We are faced with decisions. We're faced with how are we going to respond to this? And I think in, in every aspect of life, we always have to challenge ourselves. Okay, Melody, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. You know, are you going to get angry or are you going to 
run to the author and the finisher of your faith? Are you going to get depressed and disappointed, or am I going to take this uh, to my God yeah. who already has the solution. He's already been in my future. I can trust him. And if I hear his voice right now, he can give me direction for this moment in time. Yeah. So we really have a lot of choices. We're really powerful to make those choices, but it sure doesn't feel like it when we're disappointed. No. Yeah. We feel rather powerless when we get disappointed. Yeah. And also recognizing that the what the Word of God says is not going to agree with your feelings mm-hmm. most of the time. And so I do think feelings are a very valid thing that we have to deal, we have to work through because we do, we are human beings with emotions. Even Jesus had emotions. Um, and so we have to recognize that we are going to have emotions, but recognizing that emotions are not truth and how to work through those things, how to process that pain with the Lord. Um, because yes, just quoting Bible verses mm-hmm. is powerful because his word is powerful, but it's not a band-aid. It's something that you're working through with the Lord. It's that great exchange. You're giving him your unmet expectations, that disappointment, that pain, that hurt. You're giving it to him in exchange for um, what he has for us, which is always better and healing and life-giving. One of the things that is certain is change is going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. If we know that change is going to happen, we should probably prepare ourselves for change. Mm -hmm. As best we can. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Just knowing it's going to happen is preparation. Yeah, and I think that's where people get super disappointed is because they they are stuck in this must happen this way at this time in this arena Mm -hmm. with this person. And they put all these restrictions on it. And it really, sometimes our expectations can actually be uh, restrictions and even walls that we put ourselves in. And what happens if God is leading you somewhere else and your expectations are over here? Yeah. You're going you're gonna to go in the direction of your expectations. And, and I think that, that can be... Um, yeah. Dangerous yeah. In, in a way. I think it's important to recognize when we're talking about disappointments that it's not a sin. No, it's an emotion. No. Yeah. You know, it's how I'm feeling at the moment. It's not meaning that I'm this terrible person or something's wrong with me or I'm emotionally weak. It's just a feeling that I have when things didn't go according to plan. Yeah. And because um, if you have a, an appointment you've been excited to go to and they cancel it last minute, you'd be disappointed. Oh my gosh, we were going over to Joel's house to eat and they <laughs> called and said, no, we have to do this. It's like, oh, I feel disappointed. But it's and, a feeling. There are people that take a simple thing like that and they totally internalize it and they make it about themselves. They're saying there's something wrong with me. That's what I'm talking about. If we put all Mm -hmm. our hope in our expectations, all our hope in what we think should happen, that that can be a real um, um, negative thing. So how can we recognize when disappointments have really taken root Mm -hmm. inside of us? Yeah, I think one way that we recognize that is just begin to check your inner narrative. When something happens, what is your immediate thought response? Uh, what is your self-talk like? Is your immediate question, what did I do wrong? Is your immediate question, this always happens to me? Um, they don't love me. You know, what are what's the internal narrative when a disappointment comes um, that you are telling yourself subconsciously and beginning to just bring those things into your consciousness, into your awareness? Because when we recognize that our 
internal narrative is um, now coming against identity, then you know that disappointment has taken some roots and become mm-hmm. unchecked. Uh, and they begin to shape your thought habits, your thought patterns, and your beliefs about others, about yourself, and about the world. Well, I, I love the scripture in First John where it says that perfect love casts out all fear. Mm-hmm. And if I allow a disappointment to become firmly rooted inside of me, I begin to live in fear. I expect more and more disappointments. This is always yeah. happening to me. And yes, I believe it affects our identity, but it also reveals to us that we are not trusting in perfect love. Yeah. His perfect love for us, or even in our own lives, uh, valuing who we are and what we can bring to the table. Yeah. It's like we've lost the awareness of the value that we carry because mm-hmm. we've given more power to the disappointment than who we are and who God is in us. Where yeah. it goes wrong is when a disappointment becomes discouragement. Yeah. Or yeah. a missed appointment becomes a separation from your courage. Mm-hmm. I think that's where uh, disappointment, because like like you said, we all experience disappointment. But if we allow that to be an open door for really discouragement is a form of fear. Yeah. When we allow disappointments to lead us into a place of fear, being led by f- fear mm-hmm. because discouragement is removed from courage. Yeah. Um, that's that's where greater levels of bondage bondage can come in. And would you say that that fear is really a fear that your needs are not going to be met? Is is it a you know? It's most not a, fear is self protection. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. Really, it becomes about me, not even about the vision or yeah. about the relationship. It's it becomes really all about me and how I feel about it. What. I'm not getting from it or what is not taking place. And so it's really not about God. It's not about his kingdom. And it's really not about somebody else. Mm -hmm. It it is about me. And, um, and once again, it's, it's still not a sin. It's an emotion because I can't feel what you feel. I can only feel what I feel. So uh, I'm processing through what's happening inside of me. And beyond an emotion, it's, it's in your thoughts. So yes, um, so if you had a thought that, like the most basic example, that somebody was going to give you a blue teddy bear, okay, say mm. we're three years old, <laughs> this applies more to a three-year-old, if you had this in your head that somebody's going to give you a blue teddy bear and somebody gives you a pink teddy bear instead, what you had in your mind that was going mm-hmm. to happen was programmed. You had programmed that thought. Now somebody is coming at you with a completely... Um, different thought than what you thought was going to happen. And so you're dealing with an affront of thoughts, a change Mm -hmm. in your thoughts. Mm -hmm. So it is emotions. It's also thoughts. It's a very natural process that's happening in your mind. And so you're right. It's not a sin when we do this. It's just learning how to deal with this process. And I think it goes back to what Joel shared about fear, because if my needs are not being met, I feel the fear and then I lose the courage to yeah. press through and I become introspective and I withdraw. Uh, isn't it true a lot of times when, well, for me, when when I'm struggling with something, I like to be alone, you know? Yeah, I me too. pull myself away from people. One is because I want to process through, yeah. but it's not always good to withdraw relationally when... Uh, I'm feeling disappointed in a relationship or in a situation. Mm-hmm. It's so much better just to go and say, help me process through this. You know, can we 
can we talk about this? Can we pray about this? And uh, But that's all fear. I was thinking when you were talking, Joel, about David. Uh, David had bravery, uh, a courage when he faced Goliath because he was focused on the covenant mm-hmm. he had with God. But if he would have gotten all caught up in what was happening to Israel at that time, and he was disappointed when he came to see his brothers at, as to what was happening, he would not have leaned on the covenant. He would not have experienced the bravery and nothing would, who, what, what in the world would have happened at that time in history if he didn't keep his attention on the covenant? Mm-hmm. And another aspect of that is the reason he stepped into that appointment of com- confronting Goliath, he also confronted the lion and the bear. He, uh, he yeah. fulfilled those or he uh, matched what he needed to match with the lion and the bear, and he conquered those. That's good. So there, there's definitely uh, a level of um, confidence that came from defeating those things that, yes, his his hope was in God, but what did he say? The Lord delivered me from the lion and the mm-hmm. bear, and who is this uncircumcised Philistine? So that there was a history, yeah. right? Yeah. A history of success, a history of trusting the Lord and God coming through. Uh, I, uh, an example would be like, I could come out to work and I could be thinking, man, I am so hungry. (laughs) I really hope that my wife makes something for dinner tonight. And, and I'm, and I, and I put all my expectations in it. I think about it. I think about how it's going to (laughs) taste. And then I get home and guess what happens? Life happens, right? (laughs) You know, when, when the kids were younger, maybe it was, uh, a poopy diaper extravaganza <laughs> or like uh, painting on the walls or whatever. So getting my expectations from my from an earthly hope, yeah, you know, you get disappointed. You will get disappointed. Now, if the night before, my wife and I begin to talk and say, hey, I'm thinking about making this and all that stuff. Guess what? When I'm at work and I'm thinking about it, there is she's given me her word. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there's a greater level of hope because she gave her word. Now I could still get home because guess what? It's (laughs) life and there could be (laughs) uh, messes that happen. And, but I have a greater surety because she's given me her word. Yeah. Well, let's relate that to the word of God. Yeah. And guess what? It doesn't matter what happens in life. It's not going to mess up the Lord's plans. Mm -hmm. So if I know his word, I can have complete assurity that it will happen because God doesn't have bad days. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have off days. He doesn't have things that take him by surprise. So if he, just like with my wife, because she gave me her word, I had a confidence that something would be fulfilled. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Same way with the word of God. And like I said, God doesn't have off days. He's not taken by surprise by anything. So if he said it, we know it will come to pass. And and I think that's, as believers, that's what we have to rely on. Yeah. And his word illuminates his character and his nature. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I just think sometimes... So what you're saying, he might not have said something specifically, but right. we know his character. Right. And because we know his character, we can have an expectation for something that might not be 
I think we can have a confidence in his nature mm -hmm. because still our expectations might go unmet because we are dealing with sure. limited, um, finite perspective. And so if I have an idea of how God is going to meet my needs and it doesn't happen the way I thought it was going to happen, now I've been disappointed and I have a choice. What am I going to do with that? Am I going to believe based upon my disappointment that God is someone other than he says he is, that God does let me down, that God does disappoint, that I cannot trust God? I, I have a choice in that moment to believe a different narrative or to believe that his word is true, that it is impossible for God to lie, that we have a hope in him that does not disappoint, as the word says. So even though my expectations were frustrated because they didn't happen the way that I expected them to happen in my limited perspective, I still have a choice to believe that he is who he says he is and he's going to do what he says he's going to do, even though it doesn't line up with the way that I thought that it was going to happen. Another level of that is like with my kids. I can do things that are very good for them, but they might not yeah. appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they might feel disappointed because so they when, wanted something else. <laughs> when we say God is good, mm -hmm. we have to understand yes. that his ways are higher than our yes. ways. His mm -hmm. thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Yeah. So we have that. I think if we're just dealing with disappointment just on that level, not going to fear or discouragement or anything, if we're just dealing with disappointment, I think it comes back down to some level of emotional maturity. Yeah. Because like when you were talking about the the red teddy bear or the pink teddy bear mm -hmm. yeah. or the blue or or whatever you said, that's my son. <laughs> yeah. If he if we got him a, a Lego set, it wasn't the red one, it was supposed to be the blue one. <laughs> and he can get emotionally hijacked. Did we mm -hmm. talk about yeah, emotional? We did an episode. Okay. So he could get emotionally hijacked because the color didn't fit his expectation. But as he grows and matures yeah. emotionally, yeah. that disappointment is not going to have that same weight. So as he slays the emotional lion and the bear, when yeah. he faces the giants when he's a little bit right. older, he has some memorial uh, before him saying, hey— it's going to be okay. Yeah. We're going to get through this. It doesn't matter if it's red or blue. It's it's okay. And so really, how do we overcome? How do we process through disappointments? I think step number one is recognizing and acknowledging mm. the pain, recognizing that a disappointment has come. Uh, because if you don't recognize it, if it, you don't know what's happening, you're not going to deal with it. You're not going to process through it. And so recognizing, okay, this happened. Like I... I this week, this happened to me. Um, it happens to us all the time, but something I thought was going to happen did not happen. And I, like, I just remember I had a podcast on and I just knew something was off inside of me. And so I said, okay, something's off. I don't even know exactly what it is, but I turned off the podcast. I just got quiet for a moment. I identified, okay, something is off. All right. I recognize this is this feeling is coming from a disappointment. Okay. I acknowledge I, I say, yes, I am disappointed. And then I said, okay, now I give this to the Lord. I give this to you, God. I know that it's going to be okay. I know that you are for me. You know, life's going to go on. I began to work through it and process it. And it took three minutes. <laughs> I turned the <laughs> podcast back on, went about my day. But I think for me personally, this has become such an important process because I know what it looks like. I know what unchecked pain looks like in my life. 
So now I'm beginning to practice it more and more to where I can, if I recognize it, I can deal with it in three minutes and it doesn't lead up to a three week, three month, three year process that now I need a therapist to help me work through. So it's just recognizing it to me is is step number one so that we can then process it more quickly, more readily. Well, that's where David said... Why are you cast down? He was acknowledging he was discouraged. He was acknowledging he was disappointed. Why are you cast down on my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? That's what you were feeling, that disquieted. We have have to do that. We have to say, okay, why? Why am I feeling this way? Acknowledging what's happening. And then he said, now, come on, soul. Hope thou in God, because I am going to yet praise him. He is the health of my countenance. So he acknowledged it, but then he turned his attention to the Lord. Right. And that is that's really our place of strength. It's our place of power. It's our place of resiliency. Because uh, even though we're acknowledging it, we're discovering why it's there, but we ultimately submit it to the Lord and allow Him to speak to us. Right. And that is so powerful. And I think sometimes our natural tendency can be to just keep ruminating on the yeah. disappointment, just keep tossing it around, trying to figure it out in our own brains when we don't have all the information, we don't have all of the the pieces to this puzzle. So that can be a very natural thing to want to do is just to keep rolling it around in your brain when really that is just going to solidify it more yes. and more and more. And so, yes, to me, you want to hold it in your hand. You want to say, yes, I recognize that this is happening, that this hurts. And then you want to put it down. You want to give it to the Lord. You want to work through it not staying in it, um, because that's how you're going to get to the other side of it. And it's not going to begin to affect your future. um, And I might not always understand why. I might Most of the time, not, you're not going to yeah. understand why. And I might not have the solution, and I might not be able to figure out everything. Yeah. And so I think sometimes we camp on those dirty banks mm-hmm. because we're trying to figure it all out. We're trying to understand it. And we're we trying, think that's the best thing to do. Yeah, when actually sometimes I need to say, okay, I put it on the altar. God, here it is, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to trust you, and I'm not going to try to figure this thing out, and I'm not going to try to fix something. Because uh, as Joel said earlier, you know, sometimes we're just powerless, you know, Mm -hmm. or, you know, we, we don't know what to do. And um, so we've just got to let it go. We got to hold it lightly, I think is how you said it. And I I just got to hold this thing lightly. I can't figure it out. It's okay, God, I just give it to you. And, And I think that's not uh, a negative abandonment or not taking responsibility for my emotional health is just recognizing the source of my emotional health, the right. source of the solution, and that's with God. And if I stay connected to Him, I know all things are going to work together for good for me. Yeah. And so I love, I don't know if I said this earlier or not, but I love the phrase, He's already been in my future. Mm-hmm. I mean, he already knows what the future holds. So I'm just going to trust him for my future because I can't figure out this moment right now and it's okay. Yeah. And I love what you referenced with David too, that he said, why is my soul disquieted Mm -hmm. within me? But then he commanded his soul. Yes. And I think that is something we have to recognize that we have the power, even though we are not feeling it, even though our our body chemistry is not agreeing with it at the moment, we have the power to command our soul in another direction. And so saying soul, hope in God, go to the source that, that is infallible, that is for you, that is 
is good, that it has been in my future. Uh, and so commanding my soul in that direction rather than keeping my soul in that dark night, in that place where uh, it just seems hopeless. I think it's really important to recognize that uh, anything valuable has its disappointments. Mm -hmm. Anything that we go to do along the road, there's going to be the challenges and the disappointments. So how are we going to respond to those things? One, I think we have to recognize this is par for the course. Yeah, Everybody experiences uh, this. I recognize when I embark on a new journey or a project or whatever, it's not going to go perfectly. So uh, it's not like I'm believing for it not to go perfectly, but I just know life happens and I know uh, I don't have it all figured out. And I think if we go into some things, even going into relationships, I can look and say, oh, I love my relationship with Katie, but if I think it's going to be perfect or she's going to be perfect all the time or I'm going to be perfect all the time, we're already setting ourselves up for disappointments. Yeah. If we if we go into things recognizing this is just a part of life. And I've also learned, I guess I'm the old one, so I use that all the time, but I've also learned that in some disappointments I have faced, God was setting me up for his appointments. And uh going back to once again, just trusting in God. And I've seen even rejections being my protection. Mm -hmm. I've seen some things that hurt so deeply was God's hand upon my life protecting me. Yeah. And so I... I look at things and recognize I don't know it all. And at certain times, I've just got to abandon myself to the Lordship of Christ. And when things Let's say it has been the enemy. The enemy stole something from me. It was obvious the enemy coming in. Then my go-to scripture is my God is going to give me double yeah. for my shame, yeah. you know, double inheritance uh, for uh, the battles that I face. And if I trust in him, he is a God of justice and he will recompense. Mm -hmm. And so I always trust him for that double because I've experienced the double, you know, the lion and the bear. Once again, I've experienced the double portion. So when I know things have been stolen from me, literally, uh, it wasn't God setting me up for something better. I recognize that when it's all said and done, I've got a double portion. And that helps me process. And when you put your your eyes in that direction, when you when you can look back and say, "Oh, I see what what was such a disappointment for me." God came through for me. When we can practice that heart of gratitude and saying, "Thank you, God, that yes. you are who you say you are. You do do what you say you're going to do. You are for me." Then we're building those memorials that we will take into our future. When those future disappointments come, you say, "Okay." You help me kill the lion and the bear. I know that you are God. And so just just keeping um, that perspective of gratitude and, and recognizing, telling your soul, yeah, remember, God is who he says he is. He is going to come through for me again. I really love the gratitude part because you can't have two opposite emotions at the exact same time. Mm -hmm. You know, and so if our focus is on gratitude, it'll begin to dismantle disappointment. Yeah. And if our focus is on who God is in the situation, it'll dismantle the situation, the emotion of that situation. Mm -hmm. So that's really powerful. Where is our focus? Yeah. I think that's a big deal. I think I'm quoting this correctly, but strong meat belongs to those who are full age, mm -hmm. for by reason of use, mm -hmm. they have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Yeah, exactly. Now, 
obviously this is kind of out of context, but it's still the principle of it for by reason of use. Mm -hmm. yep. So going back to the lion and the bear, like if you're trying to conquer this giant within you, this giant of disappointment, I would just start out by the maybe the little disappointments yep. in your life yeah. and, and responding to them in a healthy biblical way. Yeah. And as you do that, you build the confidence. You're able to discern, hey, is this emotion ridiculous or <laughs> is it based in reality? And, and most times they are ridiculous, <laughs> yeah. uh, as most emotions are. Uh, so that's why we have to keep those in check. So it really comes back to emotional maturity. Yeah, yeah. so true. But strong meat belongs to those who are full age. So yeah. as we get mature, as we get healthier emotionally, those little things or those disappointments, I'm not saying that they don't bother us, but we're able to rightly discern what mm -hmm. is happening in that moment. If we are so bent out of shape, we're not rightly. Have you ever heard the term making uh, anthills into or molehills mole into, into mountains? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. You, we're making small things into big things, yeah. and it. And for some people, that is just par for the course. Mm -hmm. That's just how life is. It's Little. almost like an addiction to crisis because yeah. that's that's what. We've known. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how to respond any other way than in crisis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so it's almost we look for crisis when we're addicted to it. And so that takes some work and maybe some counsel. You know, that's mm -hmm. when we've really allowed, you know, the battles and the struggles and the injustices of our life to control us. And I remember being there too. Yeah. And so I know we can get out of those places and that our past doesn't have to control our future. Mm -hmm. I, I, One of my quotes is, if my internal wealth does not exceed the external battles, I will implode under the pressure of those things. And so my focus has to be the development of my internal wealth, yeah. knowing that God is my source for that. Mm -hmm. And so I must submit myself to the Lordship of Christ saying, Lord, in the midst of this, what do you want to do in, in me? In the midst of this, how can I grow? How can I advance? How can I learn? How can I learn uh, to respond better in these situations so that I can have a healthy future, mm -hmm. healthy Healthy relationships. And I think it's, I love uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson. He quoted and he said, What lies behind us and what lies before us are tiny matters compared to what lies within us. And yeah. so I think the battle yeah. is won or lost not by the external disappointments, but by the internal motivations of our heart and the, uh, the allowing that maturity to take place on the inside of mm -hmm. us. And that is a step by step process. Yeah. And we're always growing. None of us ever arrive at all. And if we think, oh, I got this disappointment thing handled, get ready, <laughs> you know, <laughs> because sometimes the mountain, you know, we're, we're trying to make we're a mountain. We're confronted with the mountain. mountain. Yeah. <laughs> Pardon? Yeah. We're confronted with the mountain. We're confronted with the mountain. Exactly. I mean, this is a real mountain. And uh, so it's not just making it into a molehill because it is a mountain, but how do I climb this mountain? Yeah. And, um, and so I, I think about, I remember believing God for five dollars you know yeah. i remember believing god that a bill will just get paid and then i had to believe god for thousands and you know and it's just like there's always um 
something greater to achieve and greater to accomplish as far as our inner character and our faith motivation. Mm-hmm. And so we're talking about navigating disappointment. Yes. And like I said earlier, and, and what Katie actually started out with, this is common for everybody. Yeah. So I think the first thing that to navigate it is you have to recognize that it will happen. Yeah. Um, I think I'm getting this information right, but I, I know when the Titanic was built, it was a modern mar- marvel, and they basically said nothing can sink this mm-hmm. ship. Yeah, <laughs> unsinkable. It wouldn't happen. Impossible. And guess what? Right? We <laughs> yeah. know the story. So a lot of times in our life, we can say, well, nothing's going to derail this. Well, if you have that expectation and something does come in, you you, you mm-hmm. won't have the foresight to be able to handle it, handle mm-hmm. it or navigate it like what we're talking about. So I think the first thing is recognizing it's going to happen. Yeah. Very good. And it's not only happening to you. This is oh, yeah, happening to huge. every single person. And I know something that has helped me, just a little like example or thought that I have is that uh, when I am having a problem, my whole world shrinks to the size of that problem. That mm-hmm. mount, that molehill has become my mountain. Mm-hmm. And so I um, go and I have to make my world bigger. And so I have to expand my perspective, it's get my good. emotions, because really you're, the emotions may be valid, but they're disproportionate. <laughs> um, because you ever talk to somebody and it's the biggest thing in the world happening to them right now and you're thinking, if that were my biggest problem, I would be golden. Like it, it's just disproportionate sometimes. And so I have to go and say, okay, get outside of my head for a minute. I have to say, okay, God has a bigger plan. <laughs> he He's not worried. He's not scared. Um, one way to do that, to get my world bigger is gratitude. Another way is um, talking to another person, getting outside of my world for a second, um, having empathy and compassion for someone else. Um, for me, creativity just just... Honestly, to me, I can just look at the sky and it helps me to remember the world is bigger than me. (laughs) The world is bigger than what I am facing right now because if I don't get myself out of that place, then I become a victim. This is all about me. Um, Life is never going to be fair. It's never going to work out. And my internal narrative just becomes very small and very hopeless. And so it is recognizing this is not disappointment is not just something that's happening to me. This happens to everyone. But I don't have the power um, as to how someone else is going to handle it, but I have the responsibility as to how I am going to navigate this disappointment that's happening in my life right now. One thing that has really helped me is to recognize that a disappointment is temporary. It will not have a permanent effect in Which my life. Which is huge because yes. sometimes they feel it feels so like massive. <laughs> It's so true. But uh, if you just look at the disappointments of your past, you realize, oh, by the end of the day, that was taken care of. Or, oh, when so-and-so picked up the phone and said, hey, I'm I'm sorry for what I said to you, dude. Mm -hmm. Okay, that solved that disappointment in a flash, you know, or, or if I need to get on the phone and say, Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Cause sometimes we can get disappointed in ourselves and, but they're all temporary. We don't live our life. 
with that disappointment having a permanent effect. Yeah. Our life is so much bigger. Our visions are so much greater. Mm -hmm. Our God is so much stronger than all of those things. Yeah. So even those big, massive disappointments, the Mm -hmm. ones that are life shaking, that aren't just the small things that are huge deals, you know, Um, someone that has gone through a break in long term relationship, you know, there are things betrayals um, that really do have the power to mark us with that disappointment. Um, And still we have a choice as to whether we are going to stay in that place or, um, or press into the work that I acknowledge is very hard work at times, but there is future and there is always hope, um, especially when we keep our eyes on on him, on the one who um, knows the beginning from the end. And so, you know, it goes both ways. It's those little disappointments that we can uh, make big deals or that's the big things that really are hard-hitting disappointments. But the truth in both aspects is... um, they're not permanent unless you decide that they are. Yeah. This is something that I think most people miss. If you don't like where you're going, you might have to change direction. Mm-hmm. And so if you feel like you're in a cycle of disappointment you're, or you're always in the emotion of disappointment, sometimes you just got to change something. Yeah. Change the way you think. Uh, and there are, Obviously, we know from Scripture that it's through the renewing of our mind that we're transformed. So simple things like that. I I think sometimes we get stuck in this is how it should be done or this is how I've always done it, but you're going to get the same results. Mm -hmm. And if you feel stuck, well, then change direction. Do something that pulls you out of that. And it can just be as simple as that. That's really good. And I believe one of those simple choices we can make, it's not simple in application always, is to set peace as my goal. Mm-hmm. This is my goal today. I'm going to navigate this situation with peace. I choose peace. And it might seem uh, too simple to say that, but if that becomes the forefront of my mind, I cannot allow this to bring internal turmoil. I choose peace. And we might have to choose peace 50 million times yeah. in that first you yeah. know, hour uh, mm-hmm. or whatever, but the fact is I've got to continually choose peace. So now my attention is towards peace. And when we walk in peace, we are positioning ourselves to find solutions, find strategies, uh, step into faith. Uh, Peace empowers us to think clearly and uh, stay out of that chaos crisis thinking because I'm choosing. Because the moment I feel chaos, that's not peaceful. Mm-hmm. The moment I feel crisis, that's not peaceful. I got to keep bringing myself back. I mean, just recently, I was just so very sick with COVID, you mm-hmm. know, and, and uh, you know, a million thoughts would bombard my mind. And I kept saying, choose peace, yeah. choose peace. Because I was powerless to change that moment, except for believing God, and that's pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. But I choose peace right now. There's nothing, I, I can't lift my head off the pillow, so I'm just going to choose peace and lay my head on the pillow. Yeah. And because I'm a person who wants to fight. And Mm -hmm. even Joel came in to me one day, and I'm listening to my scriptures on the phone, and I'm listening to my praise music, and he picks up the phone, and he puts it to the side. He goes, just go to sleep. (laughs) So he basically, he was saying, Mom, just be at peace. Don't fight. Just rest. Yeah. And 
You know, sometimes we feel we have to do all this work to get something even from our God rather than just saying, Lord, I'm going to crawl up on my father's lap Mm -hmm. and I'm going to rest in your presence. That's all I can do right now. And choosing peace is one of the most spiritually powerful decisions we can make. And I would say what you were you were just saying, you know, just saying I choose peace, I choose peace, I choose peace. That is so much more powerful than we recognize. Yeah. Um because it's not it's going to go against what you are feeling and what you are experiencing and you are you are in very intentionally saying, no, I choose peace. I choose peace. And what has our attention has our direction. So if if my mind is so focused that whenever a thought comes in to bring me torment, I say, I choose peace, then you are saying, okay, that is, I'm setting the direction of my day. I'm setting the direction of my thoughts, of my um, my narrative right now. I choose peace. I remember I did the same thing. I I was in a time of real chaos and torment inside and I just I couldn't sleep. So I just said, hope in God, hope in God, hope in God, hope in God, hope in God. And it never got more complicated than that. It just was hope in God, hope in God. So don't discount the power of the that simple change in narrative. Simple as in, um, it might be simple wording, but it's very powerful in what it's doing inside of your soul. And you'll never be able to discover a solution if all you can see is the problem. Right. That's kind of what you were talking about. Sometimes you just have to get outside of yourself. I know one of the things that my kids know that just irritate me so much is if I hear uh, a lack of gratitude. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a key for overcoming disappointment. If you can step back and be thankful Mm -hmm. in any situation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, even scripture encourages us to do that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. That's gonna. <laughs> that's winning the battle. Yeah. Um, and like I said, if all you're focused on is the problem and the situation, you're not going to see a solution. So really, so what you just said is renewing the mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're submitting our mind to the truth, and it renews us. And when we think different. Lee, you heard me say this many times, when we think differently, we believe differently. And when we believe differently, we act differently. Mm-hmm. And that's really the power of renewing the mind. Yep. Another aspect, I think, is having someone that you allow to speak into your life. Very good. I know a lot of the things that we've been talking about has been what we can do internally with our thought mm-hmm. life and very uh, centered on our ability to change the emotion that we're feeling. Yeah. But sometimes you get stuck. Yeah. You know, so true. And I, I think of like when Moses encouraged uh, Joshua where he said, be strong and courageous for you must go. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we need people in our life that says, you need to get out <laughs> yeah. of this situation. You need yeah. to <laughs> pull yourself up, get out of the muck and the mire, mm-hmm. clean yourself off, and get yourself together. Yep. And so if you do this in isolation, it's going to be a long process. Yeah, yeah that's Very so, hard. so, so good. Yeah. So I encourage you to find people. Mm-hmm. You might not like what they have to say, <laughs> yeah. but they're willing to say it because they love you. Yeah. Yeah. And so, they see the value. They see the potential. They, they see beyond that disappointment 
to what God can do in and through us. Yeah. And that's really important. Yeah. Yeah. And it's true. Sometimes we look at life through um, tainted glasses <laughs> because of that. It's like, okay, you know, you put sunglasses on inside and you go, man, it's dark in here, you know? And somebody comes along and says, take off the sunglasses and then you see so much sometimes better. Sometimes I'll just, I'll just say to a person who, who can't, can't get out of, it, I said, tell me something good. Oh. And they, oftentimes that is a, the biggest struggle mm -hmm. because, and it just shows you how consumed we can become in the disappointment, in the problem when we can't literally, we can't even think of something good to let come out of our mouth. So that is telling you, you've got to take a pause and you've got to do some work to pull yourself out of this stuff. And sometimes that is going to require that other person saying, okay, right now, I don't want to hear anything else. Tell me something good. And not that that good thing is your solution, but it's the beginning of one because it's getting you out of that hopeless state into getting your mind right again, getting out of the the muck and the mire of all of it. I really like what you said, Joel. It's like we, for us just to do this, if we're not gaining victory mm -hmm. quickly, yeah. we need to reach out. Yep. Not to somebody who is going to baby us, yeah, but yeah. someone who's going to speak truth and who really wants to see us overcome and advance. And uh, they're not going to be controlled by our emotion, mm -hmm. but they're going to be led with a heart for our good and not our harm. Yeah. That's kind of what I was talking about earlier. Sometimes you have to stop doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I, I know that I've talked to people uh, that they were looking for insider wisdom and I, and in the conversation, I'm like, why is this turning into a debate? <laughs> oh, oh, sometimes we I'm, fight for our right to I, be depressed, I, right? I'm like, yeah. why did you even ask me? Like, and I'm not saying, hey, I understand people are going to do what they're going to do. But if you're so like held up or so stuck with something or a way of thinking, well, you're going to get the same result every time. Mm -hmm. And so... Sometimes you have to listen and just stop what you're doing mm -hmm. and just take the vice, turn off your brain, turn off your, your, your thing of this is how it has to be done and just change, you and know, some, change. Sometimes I believe we have magical thinking, like there's this magic wand that instantly removes anything that's negative and suddenly everything is perfect. Yeah. And we don't have the resiliency to push through the process of getting from where we're at to where God's called us to be because we're wanting a magical answer. Right. And uh, like someone will come up and they say, Melody, uh, I need you to give me a prophetic word to tell me what I should do. <laughs> See, they're wanting a magical answer. They're just wanting something external rather than going and inquiring of the Lord for themselves. Or they're facing a problem and they're saying, pray for me and expecting in that next second, everything is going to be okay. Mm -hmm. So we've got to get rid of magical thinking and recognizing that God is working in us, both the will and do of his good pleasure. He's working in us. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so important that the process of overcoming especially habitual mindsets of disappointment and discouragement is that we need the Holy Spirit working within us to change our thought processes when faced with those things. Which is a partnership. 
which is a partnership. With him, yeah. And that's where a lot of times we might need, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you just believe God, you don't need a therapist. I believe sometimes people do yeah, because they're coming in with a different perspective, a healthy perspective. And it's someone that isn't your friend, isn't your pastor, isn't whatever this person or that person, but it's someone that is clearly coming from an emotionally healthy perspective to speak in to when we kind of move to the dark side, yeah. you know, and, and are really walking in fear and have an expectation for harm rather than an expectation for good. Yeah. I, I think this really wraps it up, but uh, there's something that I like to say a lot of times uh, that our calling is not, or our, our purpose, our calling is not a destination. It's an invitation to intimacy. Oh yeah. Good. And I think the church has reduced our relationship to God just down to the fulfillment of promises, fulfillment of purpose, fulfillment of calling. And so, yeah, you're going to be disappointed if your sole focus and your mark, the thing that you're pursuing after is the fulfillment of this or that. Mm -hmm. But really, God has placed these things within our life, our calling, our purpose, as an invitation to know Him. Yeah. Yeah. And so if that is our expectation, I mean, Paul talked mm-hmm. about everything else is worthless compared mm-hmm. to knowing Christ Jesus. Yeah. So if that can be our goal That's so and good. that can be our, our, our focus, we won't be disappointed. Mm-hmm. How can you? Because he longs to reveal himself to you. He longs to uh, show himself. And if our goal is intimacy with God, not necessarily this, check, this spiritual checklist, yeah. That is uh, so good. It just simplifies things. And that's what I was talking about, holding things loosely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like some of these things just don't matter. Yeah. Well, yeah. that statement right there takes care of the whole hour, eh? <laughs> Maybe we could just cut it down and just... <laughs> yeah. you know. So, over, you know, navigating disappointments and just take that one minute, it will be a quick podcast. <laughs> really awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh but I think just to wrap that up, it is, it's just, it's staying in friendship with Jesus um, recognizing Jesus knows your suffering, He knows your pain, and He is uh, living to ever make intercession for you. Uh, and so, we always want to, when we're processing any of these things, uh, stay close to Jesus, stay in friendship with Him. Thanks for listening to Life Exchange. We'll be back next week with more conversation on topics of life and leadership. Until next time, be sure to check out our website at givinglight.org, where you can learn more about our church and access loads of resources to help you grow in your walk with God and people. If you like what you heard today, we'd be grateful if you leave a five-star review and share with your friends. Be blessed. Remember to shine your light and have a great week. Thank you.